there are things that my mother would say to me. But there were things that I wished she would have said to me. How on earth can you see the TV sitting so far back? Just let me smell that shirt you've been wearing for a week. Yeah, it's good for another week. Well, if Timmy's mom says it's okay, that's good enough for me. I don't have a tissue with me. Just use your sleeve. <laughs> what does every mother want for Mother's Day? <sighs> to have her 14-year-old daughter answer a question without rolling her eyes in that, why is this person my mother way? I'm sure you've all experienced that. Five pounds of chocolate that don't add 20. A shower without a child peeking through the curtain. A teenager to announce, hey mom, I got a full scholarship and a job all in the same day. Where did we get Mother's Day? Do y'all know where we got Mother's Day? Pardon? No, 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 no. <laughs> May 19th, I'm sorry, May 9th, 1914, Woodrow Wilson signed an executive order saying we're going to have Mother's Day, second Monday, second Sunday of every May. Um, that was a good thing. In contrast, Father's Day didn't officially come until 1972. Now, I don't know if that says something about fathers or not, but, you know. We all understand how good mothers react with our achievements when we're little. Oh, that's so good, thank you. Good job! I hear that down when we're at our daughter's house because she has small kids. But then children start to grow and they want to control their lives. <laughs> Little toddler grandson has got to the point to where he looks at you and says, No! But then he does it anyway because he knows what it, what it would mean if it didn't happen. So, and not that I ever did anything like that in my teen years. What do mothers teach their children? Mothers generally teach the need to be included, connected, and related. They focus on a child's intimate well-being. Mothers provide for relatedness and support. Anybody here have a bad mother? You don't have to raise your hand or Why are you smiling so much? Somebody is smiling so much. Most mothers are truly awesome in their own way. Some mothers, not so much. 
I watch my mom, the mothers of my friends, my aunts, and learned a lot about the difference between good and bad mothers. Do you know that there's bad mothers in the Bible? Good examples of being bad? Ahaziah and Jerome and the daughter Athelia threw things into wickedness and eternal judgment. Athelia, the daughter of Jezebel, went so far as to kill everybody around her so there were no heirs to the kingdom so she could run it. My nomination for the worst mom in the Bible is Herodias. She had a daughter named Salome who apparently was quite something to look at. She had Salome do a dance knowing that the king would give her anything she wanted. But what mom wanted was the head of John the Baptist. And that's how that came about. It's good mothers in the Bible. Awesome mothers. Anybody know who Jochebed was? Jochebed, I guess. Ring a bell? Mother of Moses. Think of what she went through, putting that baby in that basket, floating it down the river, hiding and watching as it went. The woman who picked the basket up. Historian Josephus calls her Thermuth. Thermuthus. Uh, and so many more. Anybody here of Mary, the mother of Jesus? Think of what she went through being an unwed mother in a place that, well, the world then was like the 50s. If you were unmed, this was like, get out of here. But Joseph took her anyway. And she raised Jesus Christ. Wonder what it would have, what it would have been like in that home. Got to get these dishes done. Okay, mom, they're done. You got Elizabeth, her cousin, Rahab, Deborah, Joanna, Phoebe, Sorophonician woman, who was outside of the people Jesus was teaching, and she, she wanted to heal her child, and she said, Lord, we'll just take the breadcrumbs. And Jesus saw her faith and healed her child. We got Rachel, Leah, Hannah, Naomi, and Ruth. And I could go on, but I didn't have enough paper to print it all. So um, there's great lessons we can learn from good and bad mothers in the Bible. But today I want to focus on two of them. Eunice and Lois. They were mentioned in the passage uh, that was read. And it went like this, recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. This is Paul writing. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded 
now lives in you. And this was talking about Timothy. What did that have on effect in Timothy's life? How much did his mother's a mother and grandmother bring out in him, instill in him, strengthen him with? You know, we first hear of him in, in Acts chapter 16. Paul went to Derby and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. You notice that Timothy is called a disciple? Not just some guy hanging around. A disciple. A disciple, he was a follower of Jesus Christ. And he had a reputation. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. He was the son of a Greek father and a Jewish mother. Now, here's a kid in his teens who is well known in his town as being a Christian. Not only his town, but a town 31 miles away. Something about that kid. The idea of that sincere faith living in him. Sincere means not hypocritical. Some thoughts about that is this is the kind of faith, this kind of faith was always in the women. It was at home with them. It was a comfortable, everyday sort of thing in Timmy's life. That's a lot. An everyday sort of thing. An everyday living with scripture and prayer. It's the kind of faith that when you sin, you can confront yourself with the word and say, whoa, that's not right. I need to confess that. And sincere faith, when you demonstrate that to your children and grandchildren, what they're going to realize that is this, is you're not perfect, but you walk with the Lord. You make mistakes, but you walk with the Lord. And that's important. Paul later says in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 15, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. The word translated to infancy is brephos, and it means an unborn or newborn child. So he got from a little tiny thing. He was surrounded by faith by his mother and his grandmother. Now, I am sure that they got together and ordered the children's illustrated Old Testament with annotations about the coming Messiah from Amazon and brought it into their house and taught him from that. No, 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 no. They, they didn't have that kind of stuff. But however it was done with pictures, with ideas, with, with that demonstration in a mother's life, that was pretty amazing. 
I'm editing as I go because I don't want you to be here till 1230, okay? So what are the results of that kind of faith shown by a mother and a grandmother into this child's life? What happened to Timothy? Well, he got two letters from Paul that are in the Bible. That's pretty awesome. He knew he had failings, but he knew he could go to the Lord. And besides having that faith as a young man, he became a missionary alongside the Apostle Paul. And in fact, he devoted his entire adult life to serving God. Now, I tried with my sons. They, you know, one of them has faith, the other saying, well, I, I'm not real sure. He's an agnostic. He's a scientist, so he gets into all these little details, and I think that derails his thinking a little bit. But here's Timothy's history. He was born in AD 30. He learned scripture from Eunice and Lois from birth to the time he left on a missionary trip with the Apostle Paul when he was 17 or 18 years old. Just a kid. Especially since most of us would think 25-year-old's just a kid. You know, I don't know. But according to Acts 17 and 1 Thessalonians, he was in the center of persecutions in Macedonia he was about 19 years old when that happened. He dealt with those persecutions. And by the way, that's a walk of 315 miles from one place to another. How many of you want to join me for a walk of 315 miles? Nobody? Yeah. I couldn't even do half a mile these days, but, you know. He went back to the area of Thessalonica, then back to Paul and Corinth, 356 miles each way, and he was approximately 21 years old. Still strong in the faith that he got from his mother and grandmother. Still strong in that. He accompanied Paul to Macedonia and Athens. You find that in Acts 20 and Romans 16. And after that, he spent a couple years in Rome with Paul, probably the most dangerous place of all for a Christian at that time. This is when Paul was placed in house arrest. Timothy went to Ephesus on his own. And then he goes back to Rome, and after all this time, he's about 35 years old. All that time spent with Paul. Sometime in there, he ends up in prison, according to Hebrews 13, 23. 
The faith instilled by a mother into this young man put him through a lot. But he pressed on for Jesus Christ. Paul writes, and he talks a little bit about the struggles. And with Timothy as his companion, I don't think Timothy missed out on these struggles. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 11, and he's talking about those who are trying to put him down and, and not, you know, uh, say they're better than Paul, they do more than Paul or whatever. And he says, are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this and more. I have worked much harder, been imprisoned more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in the danger from rivers, in, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in dangers from Gentiles, in dangers in the city and in the country, and in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and often gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked besides everything else. I face daily the pressure of my concern for the churches. Where was Timothy when all this happened? Right beside him. Most of us would run. Oh, man, he's getting beat. I'm out of here. Timothy hung in there with him because of the faith instilled in him by his grandmother and his mother. I want to mention, I'm not preaching just to the ladies here today. Men, you have the same job. Instilling that kind of faith in your children. And it's never too late to start. I deal with my 42-year-old son all the time about things like this. Just trying to talk to him. He says, nah, not buying it. But you know what? The things I say to him will eventually hit his heart. If we hold strong to our faith and teach it to our children, what's the Bible say? You teach them when they're young and they won't forget it when they grow up. Even if they're not walking with the Lord now, even if they're in prison now, even if they're drug addicted now, those things will come back to them. Ronnie has a nephew named Max who's just coming out of a terrible drug addiction thing. But he knew about God. And he needs your prayers. I'll just throw that in there as a side thing. He knew about God. My sons know about God. My nephews know about God. 
mainly instilled by their mothers. Keep up the good work, ladies. Don't lose faith in what might be going on in your children's lives. Anybody know how Timothy died? Church tradition says it went like this. Because after Paul died, he went on to be a leader at the church at Ephesus, age 37. He was about 72. And the leaders of uh, Dionysius were having, let's say, a riot, a parade through the streets. And why was that bad? Dionysius was the god of the grape harvest. Winemaking. They said if you, if you sacrificed enough to him, your wine would be quick and it would be truly good wine. To them, he was the god of orchards and fruit, vegetation, fertility, festivity. Here's the ones that get you. Insanity. Ritual madness, religious ecstasy, and it suits right in with, the, with those who are in that position today, actors. So, um, and along with all that, they just didn't mind stoning and dragging him to death for his stance. All those years he held that faith instilled by his grandmother and his mother. It's a joy for us to celebrate Mother's Day today. And if I missed you when you were walking in, happy Mother's Day. Don't lose faith in your kids. My mother made a lot of mistakes, but she always went back to the Lord. And she had a hard life. She had a very inappropriate sexual encounter just after high school. Her first child died three days after his birth. Four years later, her husband was murdered. But in all that, she still had faith. She still loved the Lord. She was real about her faith and about her failings. And moms and grandmothers, I believe it is the best you can do is to be real about your faith. Amen?